You're listening to. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to Sex Gets Real. Sex Gets Real. Sex Gets Real. Sex Gets Real. With Don Sarah. With Don Sarah. Thanks. Bye. So you've decided to listen to episode seven because blowjobs caught your eye. <laughs> this is one of our most popular older episodes. And so I wanted to record a new little intro for it. It has been over three years since this very <laughs> engaged and juicy episode between me and Dylan aired. I'm sure you will get a major laugh out of it. And hopefully you also heard the intro in episode one. If you are going back and binge listening to our older episodes, as so many of you do, I want to remind you that we have a Patreon so you can support Sex Gets Real by going to patreon.com slash sex gets real. You can do as little as a dollar a month and literally every single dollar helps to make this show possible because it is a passion project. And just a quick reminder, I know so many of you write to me feeling so sad when you hear that Dylan leaves the show around episode 100. And I just want to remind you that the show goes through so many changes over the years. The types of advice that I give, the types of experiences that Dylan and I share, um, going through a year and a half together on the show before she leaves. And of course, she does come back periodically. And even myself as a sex educator, becoming so much more experienced and having so many new um, people to connect with. And I have wonderful chats in more recent episodes with porn stars and porn directors, sex educators, authors, just it runs the gamut. So thank you so much for going back and listening to one of these earlier episodes. I think you're going to get a kick out of this because this is us at our most ridiculous. So here is episode seven, all about blowjobs. Hey everybody, this is Dawn. And Dylan. And this is Sex Gets Real. Woo woo. We are here with some great questions today that we got from a few of you. So we're just going to dive right in. The first question comes from someone that completed our submission form. And it's a simple, straightforward question. How do I get started in BDSM and kink? Hmm. You might be the subject matter <laughs> expert on that. <laughs> I don't know. You've dabbled too. I'm pretty so vanilla compared to you. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, every, well, everybody's definition of kink and BDSM is better. Is shit. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I just kind of got her off skew okay. because I, I said, when we look at each other, it's better. It is better. Okay. Okay. Everybody's, everybody's definition of, of BDSM and kink is a little bit different just as far as how far you're willing to go. So I guess it depends on what you're interested in. One of the best things I think you can do is, one, to join FetLife. Go to FetLife.com. That is a community for people that are kinky and crazy and poly and kind of any kind of alternative sexuality or sexual expression. You're going to find groups there. And there are numerous boards for novices and newbies and how to get started. And you'll learn more there than you thought your brain could possibly handle. Yeah, and you know, that website is like, it's like whoa when you first get there because yeah. I went I went to go check it out you know before you and I started this I was like oh let's go check it out or maybe I started it after just to kind of get in with the scene mm -hmm. check things out and I don't have the paid membership or whatever so you can watch videos but even some of the pictures you're like I mean, you definitely get thrown right into <laughs> the things that you know interest people yeah. that people like to do and it's you know, it's pretty eye-opening. Eye yeah, opening. That's, exactly. a, that's the perfect word for so, it. So that is definitely a great place to start mm -hmm. for anyone who's interested. Yeah, I would also say there are active groups in pretty much any community in the United mm -hmm. States and in most yeah. major cities around the world 
You can definitely find them on FET. That's a great place, a safe place to find them. But getting involved with your local community is a, is a good idea. It's like anything else. If you go to a public event and anybody can show up, there's going to be really cool people. There's going to be drama queens. Mm-hmm. There's going to be total freaks, perverts. Yeah. There's going to be predators. Yeah. So just, you know, put put your thinking cap on and introduce yourself to people and trust your gut. But that's a fantastic way to see some of the things in action. You know, if you can get invited to a play space or to some 101 classes, it's a really nice way, a non-threatening way to be able to see things like flogging or whipping Mm -hmm. or caning in action, to be able to see some people doing rope work. It wasn't until I went to my first meetup that I actually saw someone doing rope work and it was really interesting to see in person the energy that developed between the two people and they were strangers mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. was really really interesting to kind of watch how the intimacy built as right. this kind of rope scene went on so that was really that was really cool when we first started you know our curiosity into it or whatever I can't remember where we I think I just went right to the crucible website I'm not sure where this person wrote in from but here in the Washington, D.C. area, there's this um, website called The Crucible, and in order to get started, they have you, they direct you to go to the Black Rose mm-hmm. events, and then it's kind of like this uh, informal, formal, introductory thing. Did you ever go to one of those? I've been to one. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we just, you really only need to go to one, I think, and then if, I don't know if there's even a Black Rose membership or if that's mm-hmm. all just the intro into The Crucible. But then you kind of learn all the do's and don'ts and the, you know, how right. to move further into the community type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm pretty sure, like, everyone who's involved with Black Rose and the Crucible are also on Fet Life. Yes. And... Yeah, there's whole groups for Black Rose. Yeah, and, and then the, the, Black, the Dark Odyssey has mm-hmm. a happy hour yep. that meets in D.C. every Thursday evening. So yeah. I'm sure, like Dawn said, there's a little group in your community, wherever it is that you might be, to get started with that stuff. Yeah, and there's all kinds of classes on how to make your own materials, how to make your own floggers, things like that, if you can't afford to buy a brand new one. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt to get involved reading some blogs, to find oh, some people yeah. you trust. Uh, Tumblr is also a really good resource if you're just trying to figure out what some things are. That was actually one of the ways I started kind of learning the different ways you could do lots of things. Caning can be lots of different things. You know, mm-hmm. it can be a really gentle sensation play. It can be the kind of thing where you hit someone until they're bleeding. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you you know, if you go to Tumblr and you put in caning, you're going to see lots of different mm-hmm. pictures of all the different ways people use that. Definitely a lot of resources online, getting involved with the local community. And then if you're really looking to explore something with a partner, I think the most important thing is you've got to communicate a lot. You've got to have some trust and you've got to know you're going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be awkward. The first couple of times you try some stuff, you know, you might... You were looking into how to get into the BDSM community, right? Is that, it just was, was how question? do I get started with BDSM and kink. Yeah. Just curious, was it male or female, did it say? That I don't know. Because they come to us anonymous and that's okay. Right. Getting started, I think, is really simple, especially if you go straight to FetLife. There are more resources there than you're going to know what to do with. I'm going to agree with you on that. There is definitely a huge... <laughs> Underworld, or however you want to call it, of fetishes, mm-hmm. uh, BDSM communities, alternate, alternative lifestyles, mm-hmm. you name it, it is out there. Yeah, and it's also worth asking around, if you've got a really good adult store in your community, a lot of mm-hmm. times the people that work there are really hooked into BDSM and kink. When I went to the store that's here in Alexandria, Virginia, they have this beautiful three-story adult store, and down in the basement, they have the edgier, kinkier mm, kind of mm-hmm. stuff, yep. and the girl that was working down there was really knowledgeable. She knew about all the products that they were selling. She demoed a few of them on me. She let me try a couple mm-hmm. of them out, so that's also a nice thing if you just really want to have some one-on-one kind yeah. of discussions, and you're not sure where to start. People that sell products are most likely going to have a pretty good idea of where to start and what are good newbie toys. Latosh. That's what it's called. That's what it's called, right. Latosh in Old Town, Alexandria. Right. Yes. If there is an adult store near you, that could definitely be a really good way to get started. Mm -hmm. Just dive in. 
and have fun and see what unfolds from there. I can guarantee you whatever you think you're into when you first start on FET, you're going to find lots of other things you're into later. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll discover what you like and don't like. Yes, definitely. Whether you're a pain slut. That's right. Or you're like, oh, not so much. <laughs> Maybe you're a master looking for a slave. <laughs> there you go. Maybe you're into puppy play or pony play. I just saw a whole bunch of pictures on FET the other day of some ponies. Um, Tell me about ponies. I need to know this. (laughs) They, well, you can do it lots of different ways. But the pictures that I saw specifically were some women who were, they're in these heelless high heel shoes and the bottoms look like hooves. And then they wear tails, ponytails um, in their butts. And then they can wear bridles and mouthpieces. They can put blinders on. And then sometimes they even get hooked up to, you know, kind of the rope work that you would do with an actual horse. And then they whip them and they, you know, trot around. And it's beautiful when they really, like, invest in all the equipment. It's really beautiful. This is a good time for me to ask you about your tail. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So I have something interesting (laughs) to say. We previously mentioned that I bought a butt plug tail, and it's a it was snow... a fox tail, right? It was a snow leopard. Oh. Yeah. It's about 20, so 24 it's a, inches long. A long, slim tail, right? It's a long, slim, white okay. tail with kind of grayish black spots on it, and the actual insertable is made out of Pyrex glass. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. It's really high quality, easy to clean and sanitize. And I've used it a few times. In play? Uh, or did you just want to walk around the house both. with it? Both. <laughs> Look, I, kitties. I got one, too. That's right. <laughs> I did. Um, I've worn it a few awesome. times for myself. And let me tell you, it feels really good. Yeah, good. Yeah. I mean, as a butt plug should. Nice. But it feels really good once it's in. And then you do other things. And you're all, like, cool. yummy and full. But yeah. I did use it. While I was playing with somebody, yeah. and something funny happened Uh-oh. that I wasn't expecting. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay, well, first of all, sure. lube totally gets all up in that fur. So then you have to, <laughs> oh, like, God. kind of, like, use water to pick it out and then, like, fluff it afterwards. <laughs> oh, that was but, my next question. Can you wash the whole thing? No. no just the bummer. crystal part. Right. So I was trying oh. to, like, spot clean the lube out and kind of, like, fluff it up with a brush. Yeah. I was brushing my tail. <laughs> I put it in, and then I was on top of my partner, and we were having sex. Yeah. And I found out that if you do that vigorously, your tail can come shooting out. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? I'm not going to... I'm not going to laugh too hard, because... Yeah, I'm going to say... That has happened. Mm -hmm. And it is... It's true. And you know what? I'm going to tell you. I think it is the... I don't know if it was like you particularly because you were on top and the whole gyration motion and it's just kind of like maybe you super lubed it too much and it just done slipped right (laughs) out or what. (laughs) But the power of the orgasm Uh pushes it out. Oh, interesting. See, I didn't come. Not sure. Okay. So depending on when you had it. Yeah. Yeah. And... Because, I don't know, some, some people's orgasms are so, like, you would think that you would clamp down on yeah. it, you know, and it's, like, stuck in there now until you relax, but, yeah, it comes. <laughs> <sighs> yep. I was detailed in the process of Yes. Life. Yes. Which it, is it interesting. It has been known to happen. Yeah. Yes. I think, for future reference, that is best for me on all fours or yeah. on my back and not on top. There you go. Yeah. And then someone can just kind of, like... Hold the tail in place yeah. if they it see it's trying to escape. Right. <laughs> you Slide know what I mean? Back in. So on on the butt plug part, you know how they have the butt plugs now where there's a base? Yep. And it can just line up with your crack. Yep. Does this have it too? Does it have that little... Like a flared base? Yeah. Yeah. It does. And then the tail right. comes off of that. Okay. Yeah. Don't ever put anything in your butt that doesn't have a flared base yeah, because like, it Hello. can get stuck in there. You get it in the ER. Right. Yeah. Okay. Nobody needs that. Nobody anyway, needs that. that was a complete sidebar from our question. <laughs> but now you know about my butt plug tail. Yes. Yes. Uh, I highly you get ears it. too or no? I have, I have ears. That go with it? Yes. So the whole ensemble? Uh, yes. So what I just... I look like a cute little kitty cat. Kitten. Yeah. Kitten. <laughs> Alrighty. Okay, good. Yes. So that was getting started in BDSM and kink. Okay. The next question I have is a little bit of a serious one, and then we have what I think is a fun one coming up after that. Before we get started, I like to pimp us out a little bit because, Don, I will say you don't do it enough. 
We are available on <laughs> iTunes and Stitcher for download. Go to iTunes and go to Stitcher. Now Stitcher is our new site. Stitcher yes. is a podcast. And I found them on Android apps because I Googled like the most popular podcast apps. Yep. Stitcher, just like it said. Boom. And we're there. For sex gets real. Sex gets real. We're on it. Boom. Boom. There we are. And then leave your fabulous remarks about whether you like us, love us, meh, whichever. Yeah. Review. We welcome it all. Exactly. I can handle it. Yeah, because we're fabulous. Yeah. Anyway, okay, next question. A woman wrote in asking, does my lack of sexual desire mean there is something wrong with me or my marriage? Good question. We've kind of sort of had these along the lines of that, you know. Mm -hmm. know, My first thing always is to go towards, are you on any medication that tampers down that sexual desire? Because there are some. Absolutely. Those... Um, antidepressants can yeah, do that. All the an- it's weird because here it's supposed to try and help you not be depressed, but it like mm-hmm. kills drops, the good stuff. Yeah, kills the good stuff. And if you do end up having sex, it's also very hard to have an orgasm on those damn things. Yeah. Um, that is one. And then, yeah, do you find, do you find yourself desirable? Mm-hmm. That's important. And then do you find your partner desirable? I mean, I think too sometimes... And we, we've talked about this a little bit, too. Real life can really put a big damper on sexual desire. Yeah. When you are super stressed about work or you're super stressed about your kids, you've got way too much going on in your life, you never have any time for yourself, and your mind's going a million miles an hour, it's hard to slow down and mm-hmm. get into that place because you really do have to get into that place. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm in the middle of my work day, I'm probably not very horny because I'm focused on a jillion things that have nothing to do with my body or, you know, my partner or anything like that. I think the other question, too, about a lack of sexual desire is have you tried to bring it back and it's just not there anymore? I think that can sometimes be symptomatic of there's other problems in the relationship that you're not addressing and then it's coming out that way. And so people's libidos just aren't that high, you know? And Mm -hmm. here's another one for women, too, is a thyroid issue. Yes. I know that's been linked with, you know, for women to have low uh, sex drives and what have you. Right. But, you know, I do think, I I agree with you. If you're busy, obviously, you're not thinking, but some people do. Some people are like, can't work because all they do is think about sex. Yeah, well, I've certainly been there, but it's not every day. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And that's an issue. Yeah, you're like totally stoked because you got a date plan tonight yeah. or something. You know, you're meeting you're your like little sexting. party partner. Yeah, you're sexting. <laughs> what? If my phone then... company could see my phone. <laughs> oh, they can. And it says all well, up I mean, on if it. Well, I they did. Yours, yours is so hot and juicy that they are totally following your ass. They're like, check this out now. So I think that, it, you know, not everyone's libidos are the same. And I'm... And I guess it, the question also would be, it, did something change recently or has right. it always kind of been that, that you just don't have a huge, song, strong sex drive? Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you used to have a high sex drive and now it's just completely gone, Yeah, it's really common in relationships for that heat to go away yeah. if you're not actively working on it because yeah. it takes work. You do. It really does take work. You do have to work at oh, it. Oh, yeah, you do. You have to make time. And if you don't have a partner who's willing to work with you on making that time because yeah. one thing or another is in the way, whether it's the kids or the dishes or the laundry or work or the NBA Final Four yeah. or whatever it yeah. is, you know, they're not down with the chocolate strawberries or candles or mm-hmm. whatever. I it That is uh, definitely a challenge, but even, you know... 10 years, nine years into my relationship, you have to constantly work at mm-hmm. making sure you keep that part alive and interesting and desirable. I, you know, you, the love is there. Is the love there? Mm-hmm. You know, there's just no desire for sex. I yeah. Don't know. And you I know. think it's, I think it's good too, to ask yourself, are you feeling sexual desire for other people and not your partner? Yeah. If you're feeling sexual desire for other people, then to me, that means you still are interested in sex. Yeah. There's other things going on with your partner. Yeah. If you're not feeling sexual desire for anybody, you're not getting turned on by anything, then that's more of an issue probably with yourself, either a medical issue or a psychological thing. You're under a lot of stress, you know, something in your body's changed, you know, whether it's your age or like Dylan said, a thyroid issue, but 
do you ever think it comes to a point when it's okay? You know, like, it's okay. I'm not into sex. I think it depends on the person. You know, like, there's some people that are just asexual by nature. Yeah. If they're just not into it, then they're just not into right. it. But I feel like if you're asking if something's wrong because yeah. of your lack of sexual desire, you want it. Right. You know, and you can bring it back, but just realize that it does take some work and it takes some discovery. For me, sex died in my last relationship because we had lots of other things yeah. that we weren't addressing. There were lots of other problems and things. Certain needs of mine weren't getting met. Yeah. And that made it impossible for me to feel sexy and to get into that place where I could make myself vulnerable. And the same was true for my partner and needs not getting met. And and so there was a lot of, you know, unsaid things and built up anger and sex just wasn't going to happen that way. At least not great sex. Yeah. You know, so you'd just be going through some motions, right? Yeah. Exactly. Let's just do it because we need to be doing it, right? And we should at least have sex so we don't fall into lesbian bed death category, <laughs> whatever. You know, it's yeah. like horrible to think that, but yeah, you. I mean, so to bring sexual desire back, I would say try a couple of different things. One, try watching some porn or watch some yeah. movies that are you know that get you going. I mean, whether that's. Pride and Prejudice, because you love Mr. Darcy, or right. something super nasty all up on X videos, or whatever it is, just kind of try and stir that in yourself, or if you're more of a, you like to fantasize, start setting some time aside for yourself each week, where you really get to focus on you, whether it's an hour or two, when you're, you can be completely alone, you know, treat yourself to a bubble bath, enjoy yourself being naked, think about how sexy you are, and sometimes practice makes perfect, if you don't find yourself sexy, you just gotta tell yourself, fake it till you make it, and then you'll start to get there, but at some point you need to start engaging with your, your partner or your husband or your wife on that and having some discussions and, you know, don't make it a, a serious, heavy, scary thing. Try and make it fun. A lot of us look at sex and we're like, oh, we're not having sex anymore. There's something wrong. Yeah. And it starts this serious talk of like, well, you, we never have sex enough and you don't touch me enough. And, yeah. you know, it turns into the blame game. Whereas if instead you turn it into more of a fun game where you said, you know, we haven't had sex in a while. What's something really crazy we could try? Or let's go on a date and do something in the backseat of the car. <laughs> That's what you like to do. <laughs> yes. That's like your favorite. But, you know, don't yeah. don't make it a big, serious, <laughs> sourpuss kind of conversation yeah. unless it gets to a place where you've tried everything and then you just realize, really, your your sex libidos aren't yeah. much. And then it's a different conversation about whether or not to open it up or whether or not to, you know, yeah. bring somebody in. But there's lots of other things you can be doing before you get to that point. You know, you just need to be a little bit adventurous and experimental. It's frustrating, but don't put a lot of pressure on yourself. I, I think the best piece of advice that I can give to people when they're struggling with sex issues is to try and relax about it a little bit. Give yourself permission to try and have fun and to try and experiment and to be open to what the possibilities are. Try things you wouldn't normally try, but don't turn it into something that's this big, scary thing because you can't feel sexy when you're feeling stressed right. and depressed about something. Be patient with yourself and try some things. You know, I don't think there's something necessarily wrong with you or your marriage. It depends on what you've tried and where you've gone. And worst case, none of this stuff works. Start seeing a, a couples therapist, you know, one that specializes in, in desire and sex. And right, right. They can work wonders. We have this other question that I'm absolutely in love with. I cannot wait to talk about this question. <laughs> this comes from a woman who is married. She says, how do I find a partner online? I'm so afraid of all the weirdos out there. How do you tell the nice ones from the others? And what's the practical stuff? Like, where do you meet to have sex? My husband <laughs> wants me to meet other men, but I only see practical problems. Uh, yeah, yeah. Isn't that fun? Yeah. Where do you meet to have sex? In the backseat? Heck, yeah. You can find in a me parking garage. in the parking garage in National Harbor in Maryland. <laughs> you just gave your spot away. Everyone's no, going to go there like now. there's like eight parking garages, oh and they're all like eight levels each. So we can just take a floor. <laughs> that fits a few hundred. <laughs> oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay, so basically it sounds like you're... The husband wants, wants to get her. into some kink. Well, he's watching like, go her meet sex? some other. Oh. No, I think oh. he, it's just an open situation okay. where he's like, go find some lovers. Hmm. And she's like, 
I don't even know where to get started because there's a lot of logistics to navigating that. Well, I think you've had success with Adult Friend Finder. Yeah. Because that's just hookups, right? Totally. Adult Friend Finder is just hookups. And, and now, okay, your husband, is too sometimes. If your husband is like, go find, but she's worried, she's, what is she worried about? Practical problems? Well, she said she wants to avoid weirdos, which mm, that takes some practice. Some, yeah. That takes practice, but there is, there. I mean, it's very easy to weed them out. Yeah. You just have to kind of figure out the little combination to have doing a, that. Have a few, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, have to have a couple of tricks up your sleeve. And then the practical stuff of where do you meet, how do you make that work. Yeah. I'd say Adult Friend Finder and OkCupid are both good places to go if you want to have kind of hookup situation. Or even if you just want a lover situation... That's not going to be like, you know, boyfriend turning into a husband. Right. The most important thing is be very upfront about what your situation is, what your needs are and what your limits are right from the get go. And here's my thoughts on that. I mean, like you might view it differently, but if she's already in a, in a marriage and she's happy and they're in a loving marriage, he just wants her to go explore Mm -hmm. and she's cool with that. And she just wants to try some new dick or pussy or whatever. And everything is good there. Mm-hmm. I would say, like this is this is how I would do it. Okay. I would only, I would have one hook, not like a one-time hookup with different people, because the more you hook up with the same person, then you're developing some kind of a relationship. You know what I mean? Which can and, be okay. Which can be okay. But if they my want to do poly. my style would be hit it. Yeah. If they want poly, then you can have these multiple different relationships. Yeah. But to me, in my mind. Yeah. Things start to get complicated. Sure. So for me, I would do hit it and quit it left and right <laughs> and still come back to the constant. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Then you're like, boom, done. Mm-hmm. Sorry. This is like when I used to DJ. <laughs> I never play the same song twice. <laughs> never. I'm like, I'm sorry. You already missed that good song I played. I'm not going to play it again. <laughs> Otherwise, the shit gets old. You know what yeah. I mean? So you just do it once. That's just me. That would be my mm-hmm. practical. Mm-hmm. And depending on how giving your husband is, I'd say, give me some change for the hotel room. <laughs> Unless the backseat of a car in a parking garage yeah. is your thing. There are, it there are options. It could be exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be nighttime in the park. Yep. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people who like to have sex outside. Yeah. The whole excitement of, oh my God, we can almost get caught. Yeah. I mean, I guess the parking lot's kind of the same way too. Yeah, but, but you're you know. at least in the car and it gets steamed but, up. I'm like so conservative in that in that matter. Like, <laughs> my wife is always like, we should do it outside, you know. And yeah. I'm like, no, that's not my thing, you know. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't want to almost get caught and have to pull my pants up, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of a lot, I don't know. It's yeah. Call me non adventurous or whatever, but you're not um, an exhibitionist. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Those so, would be my. I'll say I'm the opposite. Yeah. Of you, just because. I'm concerned about disease. I'm concerned Mm -hmm. about weirdos. Mm -hmm. And I enjoy having an emotional connection with somebody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I don't like the the hit it and quit it as much. And I'll say the hit it and quit it can be more work because you're constantly having to vet people over and over and over Mm. again. I guess that's different. See, that's me, the butch woman. Yeah. I don't have to to vet as much. Yeah. On the feminine woman side, I can totally see that. Yeah. The danger or whatever. You know, you definitely want to make sure you're safe about it. And this, obviously, is a a woman who's married to a man. And I'm kind of glad we're different on that so we can have, you know, the different different views on this. Yep. But for for me, it's so much easier. And the whole disease thing, it's just me and my big old strap on. (laughs) Boil that shit when you get home. Put a condom on it or whatever. Right. And I think from the guy's perspective, too, as long as you get... Get everyone who yeah. is going to wear the condom and everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see. You know, yeah. my my wife is like that. She mm-hmm. has to have the intimate connection with mm-hmm. people uh, in order to have sex. I don't have to have that. I just like that you more. You like it, yeah. The sex is better yeah. for me. Yeah. No, no. Yes. But for the actual how to do it, I would say go to Adult Friend Finder or OkCupid. Set up some profiles. Don't put your face on there, but put... Four to six pictures of yourself without your face showing to give people a really good idea of what you look like. Have a face pic on hand. Once you start talking to somebody, they're always going to ask for a face pic. Always. Mm. And expect that in return. When you start talking to somebody, it's okay in the first message or two to ask for a face pic. 
and they'll ask you for that. So make sure you have one. The other thing is spend a lot of time on your profile and making sure that now I'll say as a woman, and she said she wants to meet other men, this is going to be really, really easy for you because all you have to do is say you're a woman and then 10,000 men will start messaging you. You don't have to do anything at all. And like, it sucks for the dudes and it sucks for people who are, you know, queer or whatever. But if you're a woman looking for a man, you just basically create a profile that says you have tits and 10,000 people start talking to you, which, uh, you know, also has some problems because then you have to go through all of them. But in your profile, which only about 30% of the men will actually read, which is a good way to vet all the ones you don't want. Put everything that you want in your profile. Say, I'm a married woman who's looking for an ongoing lover or a one-time fling, and here's the limitations, here's the, uh, the activities that I enjoy, and in your profile, say things you absolutely will not do. If you will not have anal sex, or if you will not have penetrative sex, and those are limits, put that in there. I will not engage in penetrative sex until I know someone really well, but I love fingering and I love oral or whatever it is, because what that does is you don't want 10,000 people contacting you. You want 100 really good ones contacting you. Mm -hmm. Now, you're still going to get the creeps because they just see a woman and they message you without reading it at all. But you can tell that. Now, the way you, you, you vet the weirdos is with the quality of their messages. I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that after you get like your first hundred messages, you're going to be able to pick out the ones that are decent within 30 seconds. Like, is this creepy? I want to eat your pussy for hours. I wouldn't necessarily start with that <laughs> if you want me to reply. <laughs> I'm just wondering. I'm, that's what I'm picturing, like... I do get that. People send, yep. you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I get They're that. They're like, you're hot, I want to eat your pussy for hours. Now, that I might actually, it depends because on Because I said their you were profile. a hot yes, nurse. Okay. exactly. And it depends on their profile and if they're mm-hmm. a match. So yeah. if I get a message that's like, hey, you're really hot, and I'd love to do this, this, and this to yeah. you, that message isn't really telling me enough about whether or not the guy is a creep. Right. His profile is going to push me one way or the other. So if okay. I go to his profile and it's not really filled out, there aren't really good pictures, then no, that goes in the trash. Uh-huh. But if he's got a profile that's really comprehensive, he's got good pictures, they're clearly of him, they look pretty recent, you know, he's straightforward. Even if he's got some reviews from other women, that's pushed me one way yeah. or the other. Because uh, on Adult Friend Finder, you can make like reference recommendations. Oh, okay. That'll push me. But I'll tell you, there are some guys who really take the time to read your profile, and then they send you a really thoughtful note. And they, they mention things they read in your profile. They tell you about themselves. They're really open. They take the time to use punctuation and grammar. <laughs> to me, that's a showing of respect. Yeah. You'll also find there's lots of guys who just copy-paste, copy-paste, copy-paste messages Uh, right down the line to all the women. And the message might be well-written, but it's so generic, and it has nothing to do with you, Uh, that you can tell, he didn't read my profile, he just saw I had a pussy. Right, right, right. You'll start getting good at reading those messages, and then exchange a couple of messages before you share personal information or before you start making plans. I've found that usually after three or four good messages... If a guy is decent and he's going to treat me okay, then he's very open about answering my questions, and he asks questions of me in return. So he shows interest in me. He wants to know about me. you know. And sometimes the questions are pretty forward because we're on a sex site, but there's still an exchange going on, and it's not just like, hey, I want to eat your pussy. And then when you're like, tell me a little about yourself. I like eating pussy. No. And then he sends you this big giant dick pic. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing, too. If a guy leads with his cockpick, eh, for me, that's negative points. Mm. If a guy has a picture of his chest or his back or it's kind of far away and him in clothes and then a couple pictures into his profile, he's got a cockpick, that's okay. Yeah. But if the only thing he has is cockpicks, that's a guy who's just trying to, like, hit it and quit it himself. Yeah. So it just depends on what you're looking for. Now, the logistics of how to do this. Mm. Priceline is amazing. Priceline? Priceline is amazing. For? Hotels. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) 
the practical part. Yes. Wow. I can get um, hotel rooms. So it, the the cool thing is either like way far out where you just have like little motels or right by an airport where there's a whole cluster of hotels. I can get a really nice three-star hotel for anywhere from 65 to $85 on a given day. Dang. Now, to me, that's a really good rate. And what then I split it. What happened to 29 bucks an hour? No? Yeah. They well, don't have those you can't do that, actually. Do you still have hourly hotels somewhere? Actually, hotels by the airport will sometimes have day rates what? for people who, like, their flight got canceled or um, they have an extra long layover and they want to be able to take a nap. Uh. If you call hotels near an airport, they'll usually have day rates. Oh. Now, sometimes the day rates are almost as expensive yeah. as an overnight. But some of them are actually pretty reasonable. And I did do that once with Mr. 45. We, oh. we had, normally we met in the evenings. Yeah. This one time we were going to meet in the middle of a Sunday and it was before yeah. check-in. And so I called around and there's a hotel over by the airport that has a day rate where you can rent the room from like 10 to 4 for like 50 bucks. Interesting. And so we did that one time. Now, it That's wasn't the reasonable. fanciest place. Right, but right. Now, of course, you can't go to like a motel, whatever, and, you know, to one of those one-star places and yeah. pay 29 or 39 bucks. And get bad I'm bugs. a princess. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm not going anywhere where there's critters. You know, the other thing that you can do is there are a lot of people in open relationships who will negotiate times to use their own home. Ooh. And maybe just not in the in the, the, the bed. marital bed. Yeah. Right. So if her husband is encouraging her to meet other men, she could always try and arrange something with him where he takes the kids or he takes the dog or, you know, whatever it is. Or he goes and meets friends. Or... What a great setup, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, just Jeez. like say, I need the house to myself. We'll use uh, the guest room or we'll use the couch right. or whatever. I would say if you're just meeting someone for the first time and you're a woman, don't ever go to somebody else's house. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Don't ever do that. You'll be like tied um, up in the basement and lost. Right, yeah, don't ever go to somebody else's house. Not until you've had three or four dates and you feel safe with somebody. Yeah. Certainly in a car is fine. Certainly outside, you know, that can be really adventurous. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else. Friends' houses, if they're into that. My best friend knew, you know, that I was meeting a lover and we were having trouble finding a place. And so she offered her place. And then... Mm, how giving of her. I tell ya. Mm. That's what you get with a best friend. Yes. Wink, wink. Besties. Yes. The other thing is make sure you have at least one safety for every time you meet somebody. Somebody who knows exactly where you are, how long yeah. you're going to be there, and who is responsible enough to check in with you if you don't check in by your said time. Right. I always have two to three just because sometimes people get busy and they yeah. aren't going to check in. But I'll let like two people know I'm going to be at the Hyatt from six until eight. I'll let you know when he arrives. If you haven't heard from me by 7, text or call the hotel. And then if you don't hear from me then, you know, call the police basically. Yeah. So then we'll check in at 7. Yeah, things are okay. He seems nice. And then always a check-in when we're leaving. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be more than a text or two, but just so that somebody knows where you are and what's going on. At least, you know, if it's just going to be a rando hookup or right. it's your first time or two meeting somebody. Yeah. Those are all really important have lots of protection on hand. Yeah, always bring your own because, you know, yeah. douchebag guys be like, oh, I didn't think yeah, they were going to do that's... this, so I didn't bring it. Or, or you don't know how long it's been in their wallet, and if condoms get hot, they start to break down. The other yeah. thing is they do have expiration dates on them, and yeah. if they have any kind of puncture, then you're in trouble. Mm. So bring your own, always. Bring your own lube and bring your own prophylactics. Yeah. And then have fun. You know, trust your instincts. Yeah. If you get there and you thought this person was going to be great and then they seem weird, you do not have to stay. You're not obligated to be nice. You know, take your safety very seriously. You'll find that if you exchange a couple of messages with somebody, you're going to get a really good feel for them. Most most of the time, the creeps start to show themselves pretty quickly. Yeah. And there, you know, there are some exceptions. There was one guy I was talking to for a very long time online. We started texting back and forth every day for a couple of weeks. We met in person and he was a total douchebag. Oh, really? Yeah. And that one, but I learned a lot from that one and how to spot more like him. Yeah. So you're, you're going to make some mistakes, but just make sure you're always safe and let your husband know where you're going to be. If he's the one that's encouraging you to do this, he can be one of your safeties and you might have to get a little creative about where, but it should be fun. And don't give up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Even if the first one or two are creeps. Right. I mean, you seem to be having pretty good luck with it. You, oh yeah. You told me some of your creep stories, which were funny, yeah. funny but yeah. <laughs> You're getting an open door to go have uh, some fun. Yeah. So 
Make it happen, girl. Exactly. And be picky. I mean, I'm not kidding when I say you're yeah. going to get 10,000 messages. You're yeah. going to get 10,000 messages. Because I've seen some of the body pics of the people that you are <laughs> playing with. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> nice. I mean, there are some really smart, yeah. nice, funny kinky, playful dudes out there. Mm -hmm. You know, you just have to kind of weed through the creeps. But... Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think you'll ever have a shortage of creeps or horny men ever. Right. Yeah, so. exactly. Just have fun. Yeah, and if you do get out there, please report back. We want to hear how it goes. So our last question is one that I'm tickled by and, and Dylan is <laughs> grinning about. We will start it with this episode, but I'm sure it's something we will revisit more than mm -hmm. once. And if anybody has other tips and techniques, please write in and let us know. The question is, this is silly, but I want to know for sure how to give an amazing blowjob. I've been celibate for seven years now. Ouch, I know. And I've always considered myself straight, even though I like to be that girl who got drunk and made out with other girls. I've really been opening up about my sexuality, and I want to find somebody I can share these things with. I'd just love to know how to give a great blowjob as I start meeting men. Mm. Great blowjob. Great blowjob. I can tell you the number one most important thing is that you're enthusiastic and having fun. Really? You have to like it. You have to, I you think have you have to, to let like someone it. know, I really like being down here. Because even if you're totally amazing with your mouth and your hand, if you're bored and you're not having fun, they can tell. Yeah. And that sucks. Because I don't want someone down between my legs that's just, like, counting how many licks until I get right. off so that they can get on to the next thing. Like, that's not fun. <laughs> like, I, I gotta mean, go spend some time well, down yeah, here. I've been with people who are like that. Like, I guess yeah. I should go down on you now. Yeah. And then they're down yeah. there for, like, 32.3 seconds. Yeah. And then they, like, pop back up and they're like, okay, I licked you. Party foul. Yeah. Lame. Not fun yeah. partner play. Yeah. Being enthusiastic about it. You don't have to be totally amazing at it because you'll get better at it, but just be enthusiastic about it. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I I think is really important is well eye contact is really hot really oh yeah dudes love that when you look up at them as you're like sliding it in your mouth yeah they really like that oh, that's um, the total porn shot right there. oh it you is well that. because yeah. it's like you being like yeah, yeah this like, is me that's right your, your cock is in my, my mouth. mouth that's right yeah oh, so that's God. hot make sounds while you're doing it if you're having like a good gagging time. sounds is that hot for the guys depends on the guy Okay. Some guys really like to gag their women. Yeah. Because, you know, I think part of it is like, like oh, know, my I... cock is so big, she's choking I've... on it. <laughs> I noticed that in porn, so it's yeah. like it's all about throat fucking. Right. And yeah, I'm, like, I'm not really oh a God. fan of that. You know, yeah. it can be hot. I'm... <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's that's a here, that's a pointer number one. It, learn to enjoy it, but then it fake the throat gagging to make your man feel like he's got a huge dick. <laughs> no. Your dick is so huge, babe, that I, I was gagging on it. it. Yeah, no. <laughs> Don't lie. Don't lie. Oh, God. Um, I've found that people enjoy what I do for the most part. Mm -hmm. Everybody's a little bit different. Yeah. You can give 10 blowjobs to 10 different guys and eight might love it and two are just going to be kind of like, yeah, you're okay. Right. Because mm -hmm. it all depends on where they're sensitive on their cock and whether or not right. they like their balls touched. So that's one of the other things is I really like to ask those questions. My pilot lover, who I am obsessed, addicted to, I think I need an intervention, his cock. Okay. Like, it's something about it. Like, the way it tastes and the shape and the size wow. are just perfect. And I cannot, like, I, I can want that thing yeah, every day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he loves what I do to him. Like, he goes through the roof of my car, because wow. I was in the backseat of my car. <laughs> but, I mean, he, like, almost ripped the door off my car once, because he wow. was, like, having so much fun. Yeah, wow. and he makes these noises, and then that's, like, so are really you like, hot. Are you, like... <laughs> yeah, my ass is in the air, and my face is in his lap. Yes. And, and, but you're trying to make the no, eye contact? No, no, I don't make eye contact for that. <laughs> Not in the car. No, that's only if he's standing. Okay, the, wow. The thing about that is... I make it really wet. You use a lot of saliva so yeah. that there's a lot of lubrication going yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, and yeah. I use my hand and my mouth at the same time. Yeah. But one of the things we did early on is I asked him, what's the most sensitive part of your cock? And he showed me that it was the underside of his head. Mm -hmm. And then he showed me that if you do like a tight upstroke right near the head, that's what makes him come. Oh. So if I want to make him come, then I do that. Mm -hmm. But he also has this other stroke that keeps him hard that he really loves, but it doesn't make him come. So he showed me that stroke too and he loves fingernails on his balls 
like, like scraping like, against them. Okay. No, like scratching. Oh, like scratching. Right. And so we kind of like, I was down there and I was kind of like, you know, what feels the best and you know, what makes you almost come and what's the most sensitive and do you like it when your balls are touched and yeah. do you like it when they're sucked on? And like, I made it really sexy and interactive and he answered all my questions and then it like, it was like he gave me the key yeah. to give him the yeah. most epic pleasure ever. Right. And so I know to use my fingernails and I know to touch him and I know how to use my hands and, and you no know, teeth. No, no teeth. No teeth. But, like, I like to rub the underside right at the mm-hmm. base of the head with my tongue. Yeah. You know, because that's usually sensitive for some yeah, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, for my other guy, he's sensitive right at the base of his cock. Oh. That is so you a little have to bit harder. A lot. Yeah, because he's really big. So <laughs> it's a little bit harder to get my mouth down there. But with my hand, if I have a really firm grip down at the base and I you kind can. of like manipulate yeah. down there while my mouth is on him, he really enjoys that. So there's some conversations that are going on. You, you can guess and kind of figure it out. Mm-hmm. But I prefer to just have like a sexy conversation so that I know everybody's having a really good time. Yeah, yeah. Hands and mouth at the same time are great. Some guys like it when you use a really tight grip. Some guys like it when. When you use a little bit looser grip and the skin can move a little bit. Yeah. I have one guy who, if I like use my slobber to kind of like coat his balls and go down to his ass. Yeah. And like I have a finger in his ass while I'm sucking him off. He goes through the roof. And I think there's so many guys who are afraid to have that done because they just... The whole right. stigma with a poke in the butt, you it's know? It's totally stupid. But they, yeah, they have no it idea. So good. They have no idea. Right. Yeah, oh, my like, God. Whoop, and then yeah. they're like, <laughs> Exactly. You know what I mean? Just like, like that. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. And, like, that's the other so, thing, too, yeah. about, like, blowjobs. If you can't swallow or you won't swallow, you have to be upfront about that. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, don't be, just be like, <laughs> I totally love giving blowjobs because this is, this is yeah. what I say. I totally love giving blowjobs, but I'm not so good with the swallowing. Yeah. So I'm just putting that up front, that if you come in my mouth, I'm I probably, s- yeah, I'm spit. just going to, well, I don't spit it so much as I just kind of let it slowly fall back out of my mouth, get like on my hand and his cock and his lap. Or what I do with my pilot is I, why are you Did somebody walk by? No. Oh, okay. I'm just You're like, just grossed out. I'm just like grossed out and I didn't want to like put it. <laughs> Put it out there. Dylan, Dylan looks like she's about to throw up. But I don't, I struggle with swallowing. And it's just because it's all of this, all of a sudden in the back of my throat. Yeah. And like, then I start gagging. Because yeah. I can actually take a lot of cock down yeah. my throat before I start gagging. Yeah. But the cum, when it hits the back of my throat, then I just kind of like lose yeah. it a little bit. I know other people that are really good at that. Yeah. But that's not my forte. So what I'll do with my pilot is I'll suck him off. And then just as he starts to come and he tells me he's coming, yeah. I take my mouth off and I have him come all over my face. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. like that's hot. Too. That's hot. Yeah, like, that's yeah, like put really it hot. All over my tits. Exactly, yeah. and then he can see it, yeah, yeah, and like yeah. yeah, we can both watch it. And so yeah. you know, just be really upfront about like the stuff that you enjoy, the things you aren't sure of. Ask questions about what they like. Be enthusiastic about it. Try lots of different stuff. You know, different angles feel different for yeah. different guys. Don't be shy about using both hands. Put one hand on his ass and like pull him towards you. Ooh, you yeah. know, he'd love that. Yeah, yeah. Um, touch his balls. Ask him if he wants to try a little bit of ass play. Yeah. You don't even have to go inside. Just kind of like rub his asshole a little bit with yeah. like your knuckle and that feels your, really good spit yeah, yeah your spit that everywhere spit. yeah so that shit's gonna be like dripping yeah. out of your mouth and you know it's a yeah. lot like when you go down on a chick when you're eating yeah. pussy like yeah. you're gonna get messy yeah. So don't try and give a clean blowjob. Oh, yeah, right? Because then yeah. you're, like, not doing it. Good. Right, exactly. Like, yeah. you don't want a clean blowjob. That means it's kind of dry. Yeah. And like, you know, you're, yeah. So, like, let the slobber go everywhere and, like, let it get yeah. all over your hand and his lap and that's hot. And, you have know, you ever I had mean, uncut? Oh, yeah. You have? Many times. Really? Yeah. Do you find more uncut these days? Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah, I think I've had the same number of uncut that I've had cut. Interesting. Yeah. Even in all my boy days... I'd mm-hmm. never had an uncut. The guy I lost my virginity to was from from Greece, and he was uncut. So the very mm. first, like, that, so peen that's that I what played you with was first, uncut. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah, and then the next guy was cut. Yeah. yeah, which is interesting because when you're giving the blowjob and you've got that extra skin to work yeah. with, you can actually get some really nice kind of yeah. friction for them, and they really like that. That feels really good. That. You need a lot more spit with a cut guy. Because he doesn't have right. that skin to move. So you, it takes a lot more spit to get, like, all that nice motion going. Interesting. So, yeah, it's just different. You know, one's not better or worse than the other. Yeah, it's and don't just... give up. Just like we tell the people who are eating pussy. Yeah. You need to spend, like, a good 20, 15, 20 minutes at least. Yeah. So give it or some time. Or get him really worked up, 
you know, before you yeah. put your mouth down there if you don't think you're going to be able to keep your jaw open yeah. that long. Especially yeah. if he's big. If he's big, giving a long blowjob sucks really bad. Dude, you can get, like, jaw cramp Oh, my shit. God. I can't even Lock tell jaw. you how much it hurts. If he's a little imagine. bit more average or smaller, that's rock on. I can do that for a long time. Use your hand for a little while or, like, tease him with your tits. Yeah. And then, you know, the other thing, too, is I've started giving a blowjob and my mouth gets tired. And so I'll take my mouth off, but there's so much spit on him that I keep going with my hand. And yeah. then I, like, talk dirty a little bit. And then I go back with my mouth. And, oh, I, mean, I totally love dirty talk. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, God, who, oh, I was playing with, with somebody who will know who I'm talking about when I say this. But last week or the week before, yeah, two weeks ago, I met up with one of my lovers and mm-hmm. I was sucking him off and he has a really big cock. Yeah. And so my mouth was like, really ah. starting to hurt. Yeah. And so I took my mouth off of him and I was just using my hand and I started talking and I was like, Naughty. I want you to fucking come all over my tits. I want to be covered in your cum. And oh I want to smell like you for the rest of the night. And you Whoa. know, I was just like, fucking come on me. And he just came everywhere. What? Yeah. It was what? awesome. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it just it depends on your dynamic. I mean, yeah. if you're, like, doing a submissive thing, you probably wouldn't use those that kind of right. language. You'd probably ask for him to come right. on you and beg for him to come on you. So it just totally depends. But, you know, get uh. playful and... Don't see it as a chore. See it as something yeah. that's fun. And it might be weird the first time until you get to know him, but then the second time it'll be better, and then the third time it'll be Practice better. Practice makes perfect. That's right. That's what she wanted, right? She wanted to know how to... How to give an amazing blowjob. Yeah. That, that's my advice for an amazing blowjob. I definitely think having good conversations with the person you're doing it with. Yeah. yeah. Like you well, because you, you want know, to hit all the right most spots. Most of the sensitivity is underneath the head. Right. And But like you said, sometimes you get Sometimes it it's, yeah, the base. the base of the cock or their balls. Like, yeah. there are some guys, if you take their balls in your, in their, in your mouth, they're just going to, like, go wow. through the roof. Yeah, keep a hand on the cock and balls yeah. in your mouth and what? What? That's the magic combo. Throw a cock ring on that. There you go. What? Make it fun. <laughs> if any guys out there are listening and you want to add things about things you love with a blowjob or things you wish more women would do, yeah, totally write in. Go to sexgetsreal.com. We have an anonymous submission form. Tell us what you love about blowjobs or things that women... Or your partners always yeah. do wrong, things that you hate when they do it, things that you love. We totally want to hear from you because we'll yeah. share that on air in a future episode. Yes. Yeah. Sexgetsreal.com for any kind of questions, suggestions, or feedback. iTunes and Stitcher, we're on there as Sex Gets Real. We're also on Facebook and Twitter as Sex Gets Real, so you can interact with us there and yes. see articles that we post and pictures that we post about sex and relationships and what's going on. Sometimes I'll post what I'm personally doing that's inappropriate on Twitter. Awesome. Yeah. If you guys have any events that you want us to cover or go to, totally let us know. We'll check yeah, it out. Yeah, because we're voyeurs and we'll come watch. Oh, yeah. We'll and then watch we'll talk anything. about it on the show. Yeah, if you have some like badass play party and you're in the D.C. area, we'll come watch. <laughs> I need to get a pass. <laughs> I need to get a pass, but I'll say I'm going with Dawn. It's yeah, okay. Yeah, it's for the it's podcast. For the show. Not actually going to play. Yeah, hello. Mostly. (laughs) (laughs) I'll watch you. Okay. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This is Dawn. And this is Dylan. And this is Sex Gets Real.